read about his virgin birth that holy night when he came down to earth and the bible says that he grew up in the town of nazareth the only childhood story about him was in the temple in Jerusalem a boy became a man of destiny between 12 and 33 18 years are a mystery his last three years he made history became the savior he was sent to be between 12 and 33 there's nothing written about his formative years for a while it's like he just disappeared all the bible says is he grew wise and found favor in god's eyes when he got older and the time had come he started proving to the world who he was each step he took led straight to calvary between 12 and 33 18 years are a mystery his last three years he made history Getting it right. <laughs> uh, I uh, had a dream, and this dream was about my family. That God was bringing us all together. That's what this is all about. Y'all are my family, and this is what it's all about. Jesus loves every one of us. Jesus loves every man and lady. Jesus loves us ever since we were born. 
Raise us up to be what you want us to be. Glorify our souls. Magnify our souls and make us whole once again. Thank you, friend.
Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to join together in a little chorus and maybe uh, let you join with me this afternoon. Just a little medley of some songs that you might remember. Good afternoon, friends. This is Pastor Will, and it is now time for our Sunday afternoon message. And I'm doing things a little bit different here today. As you can tell, I'm in the uh, quietness of my office, at least for the moment. 
and uh, recording this because uh, it's kind of a snow day here at Shades of Grace. Uh, while I'm recording this on Friday, it's uh, cold, it's snowy, our business is pretty slow, and so I'm just doing my recording uh, as I'm sitting here with a fireside chat just to talk with you a little bit today. But I do want to encourage you to continue the wearing of masks and social distancing. Just as I began recording now, I received a text from two more of our faithful members of Shades of Grace who have now tested positive. We've got several folks who have been in the hospital. A lot of people have COVID in our community, and these are people who are vaccinated. However, uh, it's, it's very important. Um, we received an announcement from Ballot Health System today in our area, that's our major healthcare uh, facility here, that is encouraging everybody to disband from small groups for the rest of January, or to remain in small groups, to uh, avoid large groups, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And um, all of their meetings are basically going to be virtual during the rest of the month of January to try to minimize the spread of this variant of COVID-19 because so many, many people in our area are not yet vaccinated. So uh, we're just trying to do what we can here to socially distance, to be careful, and um, just invite you to do the same. We will be hosting another vaccine clinic here at Shades of Grace on this coming Wednesday from 10 until noon, we will be having the Pfizer um, vaccine and it, you can get either dose or the booster. And so we invite you to seriously consider taking advantage of this opportunity. I would like to ask you to type into the timeline of today's worship service any prayer request that you might have. Keep in mind that uh, many people in many places do participate in this virtual church. And so if you have a private or a confidential uh, matter to pray for, then please just say unspoken request. But I do want to um, pray for Charlie and Faye Weaver today. I would like to remember all the ones who we know here at Shades of Grace that are struggling in many, many ways. We want to remember... Uh, Judy Vickers, who is currently at Charlottesville, and also for Andy West, who is in the hospital in Charlottesville, and many others who just have special needs in life. And so take just a moment, pray about this, and uh, join me for a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another privilege of coming together for virtual church. Lord, you have said that where two or more gather in my name, I will be present. And so we ask, Lord, that you will be with us, for we know that with your Spirit there is no distance. We know that we are one in the Spirit. We are one in the name of Jesus Christ. And so wherever we are gathered here today, in a virtual sense, I pray that your Holy Spirit will anoint the words that are spoken, will move upon everything that is said, and just bring honor to your holy name. These things we pray in the name above all names, Christ our Lord. And wherever you are, dear friends, will you say amen 
with me? Amen. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about angels. You know, this past Thursday we celebrated Epiphany on the Christian calendar, which marked the ending of what we know as Christmas season, the 12 days of Christmas. But it's the beginning of the old Christmas, as some people say, in the Orthodox religion. But um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about angels since they uh, have such a prominent role in the Christmas story, also in the upcoming Easter story in just a few months. And I just want to uh, talk about angels. So first of all, let me say to you that there is misinformation that I see so often on Facebook. And I've heard this all my life, and you have too, where when someone passes away, uh, folks use the language that uh, she or he gained their wings today. And let me say, I know that the intent is good. I know that uh, people feel good about that. But let me tell you, it is not true that people become angels when they die. We do not become angels when we die. We do not grow wings and halos after we die. We will be uh, renewed in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ, but we will not have wings and halos as we think about angels. So angels are a created order of beings who are different than the human order. And the Bible tells us that the angels are messengers from the Lord. They bring messages, sometimes edifying and uplifting messages, sometimes messages of doom and destruction. But please know that when someone dies, they do not gain their wings. Another thing is um, angels are not necessarily pictured as we have them pictured in our mind from movies and stories and song. Um, we have them pictured as white robes and a halo, which is probably not true as far as the angelic beings are concerned. So there's just a whole lot we need to understand about angels and their mission on earth. And, but uh, talking about the Christmas story that we've just gone through for the last few weeks, the angel said in Luke chapter 1 to Mary, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. By the way, that name Jesus is a kind of transformed from an Old Testament name of Joshua, which means deliverer. And the word Jesus, the Lord, is a deliverer. He shall deliver his people from their sins. And then in Matthew chapter 1, as we think about the story of Christmas, while Joseph was thinking on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Thou son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary unto you as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So these are instances 
by which the angels came bearing messages of truth and transparency and blessing and hope to people who otherwise may have been confused. And always remember, God is not the author of confusion. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of peace and power and of a sound mind. And then in Luke chapter 2, we have that very famous Christmas passage about angels. The angel of the Lord said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I'm so thankful that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not given to just a select few or an elite group. The gospel of our Lord is available to all people. You know, even in our churches when we have the altar tables and the communion tables in front of the congregation, they will always say, in remembrance of me, which tells us that Jesus makes the invitation and Jesus does not tell anyone to stay away. The grace of God is free and available to all. So the angels have been a great part in past histories uh, in the Bible and will continue to play a great role in the message of God throughout the world. So these are some thoughts about angels referring to the Christmas story. But also in the Easter story coming up, the story of the resurrection in a few months, we will be reading in Matthew chapter 28, for example, that an angel or the angel of the Lord said to the women, Fear ye not, for I know that you look for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. So the angel of the Lord again came at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you'll read about the angels bringing messages to the people of the good news of the resurrection of our Lord from the dead. He always brings us hope. And then after Easter, coming up in a few months, we'll be talking about the ascension of our Lord. We'll be moving on toward the season of Pentecost and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And at that time, we'll be hearing about the angels again from Acts chapter 1 in verses 10 and 11. While they looked steadfastly up into the heavens, as Jesus went up, behold, two men, which were two angels, stood by them in white apparel and said to them, Ye men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into the heavens? This very same Jesus, who is taken away from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go away. And so the angels, again, will be very prominent in the story of the ascension of our Lord as well. So just to give you a little bit of an idea, angels have always been a part of God's created order. They have played great um, roles in the ministry of the Old Testament uh, days, thousands of years of recorded history. If you remember Jacob, for example, as he was running away from God, trying to run away from God, 
because of being afraid, um, the angel of the Lord came and he wrestled with the angel and uh, he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And it was there at a place called Bethel by the brook that the angel of the Lord touched Jacob and halted his thigh, which means created a place, uh, a handicap physically in the way he walked. And Jacob always walked with a limp after that as a reminder of his experience with the angel of the Lord. The wrestling match with an angel. Angels are described throughout the Old Testament, and you'll just have to do a word study on that. But from the very first recorded times of history, all the way down in through the book of what we know in the revelation of Jesus Christ, we will read and study about angels. So angels are very real, and they are among us. And so I'd like to share this story with you, or this particular scripture today, which tells us to be careful how we treat other people. That's in Hebrews chapter 13 in the New Testament, which says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares, without realizing it. Angels walk among us, and sometimes we may entertain those angels, and we do not know anything about who they are. And I know we've all had those experiences with angels. So I have a personal story or two that I would like to share with you this afternoon about angels and what I understand. I was about 17 years of age and um, had recently begun my Christian walk as a baptized Christian. And uh, my grandfather had never been baptized. And as far as I know, I didn't know of him ever attending church. And I have cousins and relatives who live in different parts of the country, different states, who do enjoy these uh, sermons and these services. And this was my grandpa Shuey, for those of you on that side of the family. He was almost 80 years old, and um, he decided one day to call a lifelong friend, someone he'd known for many years, who was a minister. And he said, I want to be baptized. And so they went and were baptized, and uh, he seemed really rejoicing and happy about that. And uh, life went on for a few days, a few weeks. I don't know the exact timeline, but he was at um, the house where my mom and dad lived, and uh, I was working at the time. I was in high school. I had a job. I wasn't there much um, in the evenings. I worked after school and that kind of thing. But the story came to me that my grandpa had uh, come next door to um, have the evening will, uh, meal with my mom and dad and with those who were in the house. And so he went into the bedroom, which was actually my bedroom at the time, and lay down just to take a little nap before dinner. And so when my mom called them to the dinner table, apparently he said to them, uh, did you hear that beautiful, beautiful singing? And of course, no one had heard the singing. And he told them, 
This is the most beautiful singing I have ever heard. And he said as I woke up from my nap and looked around, he said the entire room was filled with angels. I saw them everywhere and they were just singing beautiful, a beautiful song to me. And no one in the house heard it, but Grandpa heard it. And then uh, it was only just a very short time, a matter of days or a week or so, that uh, uh, again supper time came and uh, my grandpa was at his house. And he didn't show up for the evening meal. And so my sister went to wake him up or to tell him it was time to uh, have the meal. And she found him sitting in a big old rocking chair that he loved to sit in. And he was sitting there with his hands folded, just asleep, but he was with the Lord. He had died very peacefully in his rocking chair, waiting for the um, evening meal to be ready. So I believe that the angels brought messages of comfort to him in those days, preparing him for his departure. And so angels have a very, very important job to do in our lives every day. So I remember that story so very, very well. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, I would like to read this because we often talk about the gospel. We talk about what it means to be a Christian and to have faith. And we even sometimes pronounce or uh, recite the mystery of faith in our services. And we we say Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. But in 1 Timothy 3 and 16, we read these words. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. You see, angels look into salvation. Angels do not need conversion. Angels do not need redemption. They are, as I told you, they're already created as a different order. And so they are created to praise the Lord and to give glory to the Lord and to give messages from God to people. However, uh, they don't necessarily understand what it means to experience that new relationship in God through Christ where all things are made new. And they may not understand all that we know as people who are called Christian. And so that's why the scripture here says that God was manifested in the flesh and seen of angels, this mystery of godliness. The angels play a very important part. As a matter of fact, in one of the places uh, we read the scriptures, when um, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 26, Do you not think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will give me more than twelve legions of angels? You know, um, when he was being crucified, Jesus could have simply said, Father, I'm not going to go through with this. Deliver me now. And the angels would have come and would have smoked all of the 
persecutors, all of the people who were um, tormenting Jesus. But that was not to be. But Jesus knew that the angels were available. They were on call to bring him whatever help he would need at that time. And uh, angels always have an important part to play in our lives as people of faith. So angels look in and try to understand the plan of God. It's really, really important that you and I make room in our lives for the message, the good news. Have you ever heard the old expression, well, that she was an angel on earth, or he is an angel on earth? And, uh, you know, that really isn't the way it is. Uh, we may be doing our best to walk with Jesus, but we're human, we fall short. But the angels just simply um, obey the Lord. Now, there is that account of the angels who lost their first estate. You'll read about that in the New Testament, how that um, they decided to be led by one angel who was an archangel, I believe, called Lucifer. And uh, he decided he was going to be as great as God. Pride rose up within this angel. And he was a beautiful creature. And he said, I'll be just like God. Who wants to go with me? And of course, there were always those who decided to get along, you know, for the ride. And we read that story of how those lost their first estate and were cast to the earth. And that's a study for another time, maybe a study that I'm not prepared to go into now or ever. But I'm just here to say that those angels who were created to be the perfect and beautiful messengers of God lost their estate with God by pride and by following Lucifer. And they were cast down. And I believe that's how we have the demonic spirits in the world today. They are angels who fell, angels who went bad. Now, I know that um, everybody looks at theology a little different, and I'm not here to give a theological discourse on angels. We don't worship angels, and I don't understand all about it, but I'm just sharing with you from my perspective what I understand of the story of angels in the Bible. But we know that when all things are said and done, uh, the scripture says in 1 Thessalonians, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so, uh, some people believe in a rapture, some people believe in a catching away, some people believe we should all believe in the coming of Christ. We do not know how that mystical coming will be. We simply know that as we trust God, as we walk with God, God will do what is necessary, and God will do what will, God will do. And sometimes we spend too much time and effort worrying, arguing, stressing out over how things are going to happen. I cannot tell you how it's going to happen. 
just like I can't tell you exactly how it happened before when I wasn't there in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. And yeah, I can't tell you how it's going to be. And each person will have to work out your own salvation before the Lord with fear and trembling. But don't spend a lot of time stressing out and worrying about how things are going to be. Just live for the Lord. Do all things in love and know that God is with you, that Jesus Christ is praying for you, making intercession today by name, and that he has angels ready to dispatch to carry you messages, to, to bring you whatever you need in the way of comfort and peace. So, you know, just know that God is with us. That's the story of Christmas. That's the story of Lent, Advent, Easter, Pentecost. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's the everyday story. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But remember, everything we have to do must be done in love. For 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, If we speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, then we have become a sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. Right? So the bottom line is do everything in love. Stop the arguments. Stop the division. Uh, our nation is so divided. Our world is divided. The church is divided. Families are divided. Homes are divided. And sometimes we can't even agree with our own self. Sometimes we become totally confused. Uh, you know, let's just trust the Lord and lay aside all the things that cause so much confusion and distraction in our world. And just love Jesus and love one another. You know, that's really what the bottom line is, as you've done to the least of these. My brothers and sisters, you've done it unto me. You see, everybody we meet, we should say, is a brother and sister of Jesus Christ. We are the beloved children of God, the family of God. So I hope that today somehow you have received something from this message. It's given to you in a little bit of a different format, um, certainly not without its own distractions, as we try to multitask our way through every day here at Shades of Grace. And sometimes, you know, we're on an emotional roller coaster. I mean, I can be talking to someone about baptism, and then someone will walk in and talk to me about a tragedy that's happened in the streets or a death or a funeral. And that is our everyday life here at Shades of Grace. And I do say that I believe uh, the angels stay pretty busy in this place as well. I believe that. Uh, but trust the Lord in everything you do. Remember to treat people right. Strangers, they may be an angel. They may be wearing bibbed overalls, tennis shoes, or flip-flops, a straw hat, or a tuxedo. We don't know. They may be walking. They may be riding a bicycle. They may be riding in a U-Haul. I don't know. I don't guess they'll be riding in a U-Haul. But just remember, angels are around us. Be able to treat everybody right, and you won't have any disappointments when we stand before the Lord. So thank you, friends, for allowing me this privilege to share with you 
in this bit of a different format today. Again, pray for all of our people here in and around Shades of Grace and in our community and in our world who are struggling and who are dealing with so very, very much. God bless you, friends. Have a wonderful day, and we'll be talking to you soon, okay? I love you. God bless you.